0: Shri Gauribhasana Guru Parampara ki jai, Shri Shri Gauratananda ki jai, Shri Krishna Janmashtami Mahamotsubha ki jai, Gaur Bhaktabrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande Bolo. Well, welcome everyone, nice to be with you. Uh Our festival officially starts tomorrow, so some of you have come early, that's a good sign, and we're happy to to most everyone. <clears throat> um, so a few words, perhaps, about that. It's, of course, um, maybe in order, it's, of course, a uh, devotional act in and of itself to travel to such a place of pilgrimage as avodarya, padasevanam, hmm? falls under that as one of the nine um, limbs, principal limbs of bhakti, hmm? includes circumambulating the t- holy places, using the legs, as the Bhagavatam says, that are useless, if not used, to walk to the temple and holy sites and so on and so forth. So, uh, such um, is the nature of uh, making the pilgrimage. In India, of course, it, it uh, used to be such years ago that, uh, that it would, in a lifetime, to be able to make a pilgrimage from a distant part hmm, to the holy dham of Vrindavan for example would be something that um, that a a a spiritually minded and uh, pious person or family would save for and, I mean they would have to walk hmm, and take the time hmm, just to go to Vrindavan and a few days in return, life would be successful. Hmm. So things have changed <laughs> yeah. in a world of multitasking and industrial society and so forth. But still, there are some remote places on the map like like Odaria. And uh, to make the pilgrimage somewhere or other is auspicious and uh, indeed a limb. Of bhakti. And we come for the observance of Sri Krishna Janmashtami. Hmm. So we'll talk about that, the appearance of Krishna, from different angles. Um, but as we were talking about limbs of devotional service of bhakti, limbs meaning there's a body, let's say, of Krishna bhakti, and then there are limbs of the body. Hmm? Um, And the limbs are that by which engaging in, well, our life becomes um, a devotional life, a spiritual life. So, uh, as much as making the pilgrimages a limb of bhakti, with regard to Janamasthami, its observance is also mentioned um, in the Hari Bhakti Bilas, our kind of book of rituals and decorum and Procedures and so forth, compiled uh, by Sanatana Goswami and Gopalbhadra Goswami, um, but um, it's also a um, uh, plays a significant role in relation to rag bhakti, which is often thought to be off off the books, um, uh, which isn't entirely the case. But rag bhakti, of course, means that bhakti that's not ruled. By fear, or uh, of what will happen to you if you don't engage in bhakti, or even in terms of prospect, um, what materially good things might happen to you, or even perhaps spiritual things you know, would would occur by engaging in bhakti. Its uh, motivation, the driving force behind Rag bhakti, is really attraction to an example of love of Krishna that is showcased in his pastoral leelas hmm, in the sacred Vrindavan. And there are different persons there who embody different types of extraordinary love, hmm, motivated only by love hmm, to serve Krishna, not because he's God do they serve him, do they love him, hmm? very extraordinary idea so uh, some attraction to that may come to us by way of associating with persons who have that attraction and then we're stuck this becomes our uh, our ideal hmm? and um, as we become more qualified by following in the footsteps of persons who uh, have that, that attraction and, and, and exhibit a certain decorum and character and so forth in this life in this Body, in this practitioner's body, Sadaka Deya. as we, we follow that ideal, then uh, gradually we become ourselves more qualified in terms of what the driving force of that, that bhakti is uh, just a natural uh, attraction, just like you're naturally attracted to whatever, don't think about it, mm-hmm. uh, where your mind goes without thinking about it. And you have to think, why did my mind go there and bring it back? So, rag bhakti is like that. Hmm. The mind automatically goes to Krishna. Hmm. There's a story I've told before, I heard from Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj. I'll repeat it. There was two, two, two devotees and they were walking um, on the path and a vulture circled around. Big bird, you see them here sometimes. Hmm. And seeing the vulture, one devotee said, Haribola. And the other devotee said, what are you talking about? Haribola means chant the name of Hari. Says so you're looking at the vulture, which is the symbol of death, it's living on dead things. It lives, you know, for, for, the, for, for death. Hmm one things, one thing's uh, funeral; it's his festival, hmm? and you're saying how do you bowl? Hmm? How can you like put that together? You said no. When I when I see the vulture, then my mind goes to the crem- crematorium, hmm? and there there are there are cows that have died, that naturally, hmm? and those from those cows that have died naturally, they take the hide and they make it into this drum, this murdanga like this, and Haribol mm-hmm. He said, Haribol. So seeing the vulture, he thought of kirtan only. And he, <laughs> hmm? So whatever he saw, you can imagine, hmm? yeah. took, he, 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 took him, promoted that which he was focused on. And Kirtan is the way, of course, the principal way hmm? in Rag bhakti um, Hari Girtan combined with smarnam, and that will come from kirtan, Smaranam, <clears throat> remembrance, and remembrance of those types of devotees, as they say, that embody extraordinary, spontaneous love for Krishna. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that um, ideal, ideal, mm-hmm that ideal, to cherish that ideal. This is called Svabhisthabhava Mai. It is um, um, the kind of conceptual orientation that we come um, within and to so sort to of cherish the ideal of sakya, madhurya, these types of love for Krishna, fraternal love, romantic love, and so forth. This is called Svabhisthabhava to be filled with the ideal. This is kind of like a central the practice this is my goals my ideal hmm? it's audacious of me to want that but to want that you have to understand what it is you say you should not have any desire <laughs> that is what that is and no desire other than to, to, to love Krishna to make my desires one with the, with the desires of Krishna in the words full satisfaction of Krishna's senses the context of his lila and so forth it's a very extraordinary idea this uh, bhakti. Most people approach God for something, for things, or to get away from things, and to get enlightenment, hmm? um, or because he should be served, something like that. But this is a very different idea. And uh, so to be interested in that naturally makes him interested in, in you. It makes you very peculiar uh, uh, and um, worthy of consideration hmm. it's as simple as that of course it's all based on good, good sangha good association hmm. but then there are things and this is relative to the, the to the observance to the Janmasthami that are bhava sambandhi. Hmm. they are related sambandhi to the central ideal hmm. sambandhi, bhava uh, anuku bhava virudha Bhaviruda, hmm? it means the ideal itself, that which directly or indirectly promotes the ideal, hmm? that which is favorable to the ideal, that which is neutral, not unfavorable to the idea, hmm? and then that which is unfavorable to the idea, which of course would be um, rejected. Hmm? This is a kind of a fivefold. I think it's five. Um, way of speaking about the practice yeah. of rag bhakti So bhavasambandhi, bhavasambandhi means in relation to the ideal, that either directly or indirectly promotes the ideal, like hearing and chanting about Krishna hmm, will promote the ideal. Hmm? And eventually it will become subishta bhava it will become one with the ideal. Hmm? Um, so hearing, chanting, remembering meditation, this is, again, very central to, to Rag Bhakti. And so, things like Ekadasi, which we observe, a vow, which we are gathered for. Hmm? jhana directly causes remembrance of Krishna. You can't really participate in the and not remember Krishna. Hmm? And we do it here, we, then we remember his Brajjalilas and... and and so forth so um, because the must, to me directly promotes remembrance which directly promotes and is related to the ideal and becomes the ideal one with the ideal from the idea being from immature remembrance or hearing and chanting unripe to ripened and we do hearing and chanting by way of moving our senses and so forth, but not out of spiritual emotion. When, and as bhava comes, then it's bhakti. in practice turns to bhakti, in ecstasy. And the same activities are performed. The hearing and chanting become anubhavs. They become a. a, a they are uh, the, the dancing, so external symptoms of something internal. Hmm? One of the one of the elements constituent. Uh, 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 one of the uh, elements of um, of Rasananda hmm? the ingredients the ingredients I want to say hmm? so with regard to Janamastami it reminds us of Krishna remembering Krishna Hmm? hmm, directly promotes the ideal it becomes the ideal so it is indirectly then a cause of the ideal hmm? it is Babasambandhi Mm-hmm. Indirectly causes. So, also it is a, it is a type of vow. There will be fasting on on till. I mean, it's done differently in in different uh, places. But in our uh, lineage, then it's fasting until midnight. Midnight is the time that Krishna appeared. One of his appearances. Well, yeah, his birth is at midnight. Mm-hmm in two places <laughs> at the same time. So, we'll get into that, but... So, and this is an austerity. Hmm? It is said that in the scriptures that in previous times, the sages of Dandakaranya, the uh, personified Upanishads, they attained Raghbhakti. Hmm? And they t- attained it in the context of austerities. Hmm? and mantra, chanting the Gopal mantra, but they were living in very austere conditions that are not recommended for Kali Yuga. Mm. We do have some extraordinary examples of renunciation in our lineage in the form of the Goswamis, the founder, kind of acharyas, teachers of the of the lineage, who uh, set a very extraordinary example. But Chidhar used to say, well, it, it was... Their example is like, if you're going to make a necklace out of jewels, then you have to drill holes in all the jewels. So they did that. They drilled holes in all the jewels. And we have to just string a thread through the jewels. That's all that's left for us. They set uh, very extraordinary, in some cases, examples of renunciation. And one of the reasons for that is that they were establishing a lineage that um, at a time when the, the prominent influence was the Dvaita Vedanta, the Gyanmarg, uh, where renunciation is a limb of the path. Renunciation and detachment is not a limb of bhakti. Hmm? We'd have some renunciation in bhakti, but it's in the context of, if loving Krishna, if something is unfavorable to bhakti, then we renounce it. It's not directly we're renouncing something. We're loving Krishna, and as a byproduct of that, well, this is favorable for loving Krishna. This isn't. So what isn't? We we were renoun- This is our renunciation. We call it yukta vairagya hmm? It's not ren- renunciation or detachment unto itself. Hmm? It's not detachment based on the idea that you're not the body, and so you do austerities. And, hmm. In the context of bhakti, we do push the envelope at times. Hmm? and test and seek thereby to validate by our own experience that there's something called consciousness that we are. And it's different than the body. It doesn't need to eat. It doesn't need to sleep. And it's happy. Hmm? Hmm. It's full of hm? So you do have to practice this a little bit, this idea at times in in connection with the practices. So... Just like we've been very busy here before the festival, those who are living here. Hmm. I think Gurnish, he must be taking rest <laughs> oh, you now. Oh, there he is. He's still here. <laughs> <laughs> he when you were going for like 19 hours yesterday, uh, organizing and shopping and so forth. So, and the others here, very busy as well. So, um, a little less sleep, hmm. no time to eat nama said about the Goswamis who set an extraordinary example of renunciation uh, that they forgot about eating and sleeping hmm, but being absorbed in sankhya nama following vows, hearing and chanting and going on pilgrimage and so on and so forth. So, um, sometimes they say, well, you know, if you have sleep deprivation... And fasting, you get some altered, you know, state. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that's not our method unto itself. But in the context of serving Krishna, then we, we go beyond the senses. We go uh, beyond the mind. And it's a practical service that helps us, gives us opportunity for that. Hmm? And when we, then we, we get some validation, direct experience, Oh, there's a happiness that I'm constituted of. Hmm. It's happier than anything and everything in the world together. If I could take it in one injection, hmm. all of the happiness of everyone's mind and senses, in one big, big syringe and inject it, it would be nothing compared to this. the taste of what myself is. What to speak of what my my prospect in, in bhakti is, to hmm. have. the the self is a unit of love of joy but if it has a relationship with its source then obviously love is enhanced by reciprocal dealings really graded on a scale of the measure to which there is reciprocation so you need more than yourself the self itself, itself is a unit of happiness so these Goswamis anyway they they set a very extraordinary example, but one of the reasons for this is, as I say, they were establishing a lineage at a time when the Gyan lineage of uh, was 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 prominent. The idea that you had to take birth in a Brahmin family and then take a take a sannyas and then you could get mukti and so on and so forth it made God a bit distant from the people, and um, and all the renunciation that that. Requires to become a yati, sannyasi, live in the forest, and wear tree bark, and so forth. These kind of things. So, dear skin only. And uh, so, um, here they were, not meditating on the soul, hmm? not meditating on nirishesh brahma, hmm? however you do that. As Krishna says in the Gita, it's a little difficult. If something has no qualities, if it is... Uh, quality less formless uh, tasteless difficult to conceive of that to meditate on but no they were meditating on Radha and Krishna and they had a very nice meditation I'm dressing them like this they look uh, now I'm fetching water from the Jamuna river for them in a golden pot and bringing it and bathing them this is their meditation Hmm. so it's very uh uh Meditate on a young boy and young girl uh, and uh, is a little bit different than meditating on moving away from the world and so forth. So but it's super otherworldly, of course, the Leela of Krishna. Hmm? And so in one sense they wanted to demonstrate that we meditate on Radha and Krishna and we can be as renounced as any Ghani or any Advaitin. Hmm? This is otherworldly. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is, is a prime example himself. He was a sannyasi. He's meditating on Radha and Krishna. You cannot meditate on an ordinary boy and girl's love affairs and be a renunciate yourself. What you think about, you'll do. So what are the nature of those love affairs then? They must be uh, of a different quality altogether. Hmm? Indeed, Krishna is the param-brahma. Hmm? Then this, this, this... Lila Purushottam, Krishna, is the full face of the Absolute. The Brahman, as we heard this morning, is his halo, hmm? his aura only. Hmm? The lighthouse, we, we read this morning, in the darkness of the night at sea, the lighthouse is there to show the way. Not, st- not That's not the, ger- the destination. <laughs> it's showing the way. There's land, there's land. Hmm? And on the land, there's so much movement, commerce, so many things. Mm. So, in Bhagwan, there's Leela, and there's love. In Brahman, there's light, and you are a unit of light. Mm. But light only removes the darkness. Mm. That can be happy. Mm. But is there any, of course, positive happiness? Besides just removing the darkness of ignorance that's causing of distress. And the answer is a big, boom. Which means yes. Make affirmation, yes. And that is Krishna Leela. So they were preoccupied with that. But um, although it's not required, they set an example, in some instances, a very extraordinary renunciation. And this would get you some credibility. People think, oh, they must be spiritual. They're not eating. Not necessarily. Indeed, at midnight tomorrow we'll be feasting. feasting. Mm-hmm. So, bhakti is a very different um, idea. But it looked, understood properly, it's the full face of spirituality mm, and the full um, um, penetration into into all that lies in in, in the subjective, super-subjective world of. Consciousness. So we'll be talking about these things. But my point here, only in brief, is that in previous times it's said that the rishis they performed these austerities, they meditated on the Gopal mantra, and they attained the Braj Bhakti, and so forth, a certain type of uh, Braj Rasa. Not exactly what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give, but similar. Hmm? That's a special thing hmm? in Kali Yuga. But in Kali Yuga, then, with the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then these types of austerities they're not recommended. Hmm? The bodies are said to be more frail and the minds um, more distracted. Sumanda mandamatayo mandabhagyahyupadrita, such as the Kali Yuga. Hmm? So this is not a time for the kind of uh Austerities and, uh, and that we sometimes read about in the sacred texts. So, but there are some, what well, to speak then, we're also in the school of bhakti for that matter. And it's not a school of austerity. It's not a school of renunciation. It's a school of love. Hmm? As I say, whatever renunciation and attachment is there is in the context of loving Krishna hmm? and his devotees. So, what then are the austerities for the Bhakti, Marg, and Kali Yuga. that is observance of jhana It's an austerity. Hmm. Observance of the Ekadasi and so forth. Sometimes people would come to visit Prabhupāda. Hmm. You can hear it if you listen to his tape sometimes. They have room conversations. And somebody's coming and in they're introduced, and Prabhupāda, after the talk, will offer them a little prasad. They say, actually, Swamiji, we are fasting today. And Prabhupāda would say, why? For what, you know? for what purpose why would you do that mm. of course they'd have their different reasons for purifying themselves this, that, that. so we have a different uh, thinking about that mm. indeed if we are offered Mahaprasad mm, we say no I'm fasting then we, we are not only are we not spiritual we are in zero we are in negative numbers now we've offended the Mahaprasad mm which is beyond uh, fasting. Hmm. One of my godbrothers uh, came to Sri moth years ago, big fellow, tall fellow, and he would do kirtan and, and uh, play the drum and jump and leap in the air, and so he was there performing kirtan, the arctic, and and not too many Western devotees uh, came to, to his, his moth, and so some of his Bengali disciples with big eyes Huh? And there's one sannyasi of Swami Marshall, big and tall, like, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, tall. And, and he's leaping in the air and with the Kuvith and oh, he must be in Bhava. And thinking, uh, like this. Hmm? <laughs> and so uh, after the kirtan, then Sridhar Maharaj, he wanted to come up and have the darshan of Sridhar Maharaj on his veranda. So Sridhar Maharaj was speaking to him, and um, then after the speaking, he said, So you will take. A little prashad. Hmm. He said, actually, it is a and I have a vow for nirjal, hmm. Ekadasi. No, f- no no, food, no drink, no water, for the whole of the ekadasi which comes on the 11th day of the waning and the waxing of the moon each month. So there's two cadis in a month. And so Sridharmar said, fasting, huh. nirjal, nothing, hmm. and leaping, leaping. Hmm. And he was saying, hmm, that's, very, that's typically they will, you know, sit, chant japa and, chan and you know, <laughs> not move around too much. they are fasting all day. So, they found it strange. Hmm. Interesting. So then he said, so you, 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 so, nothing you will take. And then he said, he said, if you ask that I will take, then I will take. He said, ah, he, he has understood Vaishnavism. Hmm. Uh, of course, then there's some, we take uh, anukalp, some type of prasad, anikadasi that's not grains and so forth. So you very much appreciated that. Hmm? If you like, then I will take. This is bhakti. This is Vaishnavism. Hmm? Hmm? It's not a do-it-yourself type of a program. <laughs> do-it-yourself bhakti. Hmm? Just get the map and the book and go ahead. <laughs> I got to set things up now, change the world, and all this. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so to uh, so, so this is then our the vows, the vrats, the the austerities, if you will, of the Bhakti mark to observe a codice, to observe the Janmashtami, to observe the the Kartik the month of Radharani, and uh, in the bruj and so forth. And they're very celebratory. Hmm. They have some periods of fasting and extended kirtan practices, and so on and so forth. But uh, this, is, this is our austerity. In Bhagavatam, Uddhava says it in a nice way. Uddhava was Krishna's advisor, princely advisor, in Krishna's princely lila hmm, in Dwaraka. Hmm. And um, he proudly said to Krishna in Bhagavatam, that this is our uh, austerity, hmm, wearing your, vest- your used vestments, so when Krishna would be finished wearing an outfit then hmm, he would hand it down to Uddhava. Hmm, it was a four-armed outfit it's that some, that sometimes converted into a two-armed outfit such as the Dwarkalila. <laughs> and so <laughs> Uddhava's position was our austerity is that we will wear your worn-out vestments. That will be our clothes or we will eat what's left over from your... Plate. this is our austerity. In this way, he was kind of making light of the paths of extreme austerity where you will go and say, I am not this body, I am consciousness, not matter. And so I'm going to sit next to a fire in the summer at noon, hmm, naked, and prove to myself that I'm not this body, or I'm going to go in the winter, in the month of Mahag, and stand in the Ganga up to my neck, freezing cold, and say, Aham Brahmasmi, Aham Brahmasmi. So it's not our path. <laughs> not like that. And, 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 uh, and the results also. If the path is easier, the results would be better. The path, Just see the austerity. The Janmastami festival, so many, and as I've said before, in in Gyan, in in Karma Marg you've got only enemies, envious people who also want the same things that you want. And there's a competition. In Gyan Marg, you have no no friends. You're alone. Hmm? You can't take anybody with you. In Bhakti, we have all friends. That's hmm? yes, understand the philosophy properly. That's yes, very nice. Bhakti, you have friends. Hmm. And we need all the friends we can get and all the help we can get. So so this Janamastami, this is our austerity. And it's it's one of the... it's As I say, it's Babasambandi. Uh, it's indirectly promotes the ideal. Hmm? Just to go on a bit, then we have the Bhav uh, Anukul, what is favorable um, to bhakti, like worshipping Tulsi, this kind of thing, wearing the or Tilak, things that are, that are uh, not unfavorable, neutral, but helpful, like worshipping cows, and taking care of cows, and sacred trees, and so forth. Hmm. And then there are some things that are not helpful, like worshipping the queens so of Krishna and Dwarka. You don't want to become a queen in Dwarka. You want to come, go to the Vrajalila, really, and so forth. So... Hmm. In this way, the observance of Mustmi falls within these five hmm, as bhavasambandi, indirectly promoting the ideal hmm, of braj-bhakti. So we should embrace it with this in mind. And um, it occurs, what, on Sunday, so tomorrow... In the morning we have artic and some reading and then in the, in the later morning after breakfast, I'll sit out here and we can chat on the deck and discuss things and then uh, of course there'll be prashadman in the evening, we'll have a lecture, and then in the morning will be John me and we'll go through the day all day, hearing, chanting, and discussing these things. So again, welcome, nice to have you all here. Any question tonight? Yes you would share some about Giriraj and the Shiva from the altar Giriraj Giriraj Raj Raj means king and Giri means mountain so the king of mountains yes he's uh, thought to be a a, a special uh, mountain from the Himalayan range or the Mindya. Indian mountain range it said that uh, in the in the uh, Puranas that the um, was this story there was a Rishi hmm? and but what did he want the mountain for He wanted to take it to his own place he liked the top of this mountain very much he wanted to take it to his own place <laughs> for it to create a nice setting hmm? And I guess it was a debt that was owed to him, so the mountain agreed something like that on a certain premise that wherever you stop, then I I won't move from there. And so when he got over the brudge area, he had to answer the call of nature. It just so happened by supernatural (laughs) arrangement. He had to answer the call of nature, so he didn't really stop. You know, he didn't reach a destination, but he set the Giriraj down and answered the call of nature, and then Giriraj wouldn't move. Hmm. I told you. Hmm. If you stop, then I'm staying here. So it was Giriraj's way of saying that if I'm the most beautiful mountain, then I should be in the most beautiful place Hmm. that supports the most beautiful form of the absolute uh, Krishna in his uh, in transcendental play in the Braj. So, of course, he's is a way of talking about it, but he became an intimate part of the Braj lila Govardhan, Jamuna, these are very um, features of the... Uh, Vrindavan, Leela, without which it it, it can't... Uh, um, without that, in meeting Krishna in Kurukshetra, Radharani was not satisfied. You have to come back to Vrindavan. I can't have the same experience with you here without that, that setting. So he's part of that setting. He used, said he used to tower up over Vrindavan, but since Krishna left, it said it gets smaller every year, withering out of separation. But that hill is there, Vrindavan. Govardhan, it's it said that um, he kind of set up, set himself up to be part there of the Leela in and, and service and uh, and uh, when the Rajabhasis moved from Mahavan to Vrindavan for greener grasses for their cows it was in consideration of the fact that Govardhan Hill was there and provided so much facility for them. So in Bhagavad, he's called, Radha calls him, um, Haridas, Bharya, the best servant of Hari. Hmm? And so um, it's a tradition in Gaudiya Vaishnavism started by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to take a stone from the Govardhan Hill and then worship the stone. He gave that stone. The stone was given to him. He used to keep it around his neck and bathe it every morning with his tears, hmm? remembering Krishna. He said that a Govardhan. He towers above Vrindavan so it can see, he can see everything. He knows all the pastimes of Krishna. Hmm? So by worshipping that stone, hmm, then, all, then he has some secrets. All the secrets can be told about Vrindavan. Hmm? He said, if you love someone, as I often say, they'll tell you their secrets. So, if you love the Govardhana Shiva, like Chaitanya Mahāprabhu, he will show so many things. Hmm? What's in a stone? Hmm? Stone itself is a conception, an idea. Right? Mm. Everything, in one sense, comes from consciousness. So there's a certain, certain idea behind Giriraj. This is something about it. And Chaitanya Mabu gave that stone to Raghunath Das Goswami. And, and he gave him this this mala, this garland of berries called gunja, gunja berries. Mm. And he said to you worship this stone with these berries and you worship with tulsi leaves and water from the and the Jamuna, hmm, or the Ganges, and so forth. So that tradition is carried on, and we um, worship the, the stone, the um, Shila, the stone, hmm, Govardhan Shila, and the ways that have been described by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and elaborated upon. Hmm? And of course, in the Govardhan Lila, there is a lila in which Govardhan plays a principal. Role the teaching of the Leela, among other things, is that, is that Krishna is the god of gods and by worshipping him you won't have obligation to, uh, that you need to fulfill anywhere else. All your debts will be absolved to any lesser entities and so forth. And so, of course, the, the, the chief of the gods, Indra, is involved in that Leela. And, hmm, and they were preparing the inhabitants to worship Indra to get rain for the cows and Krishna said, just worship the hill after all he's right here right now who cares about these gods in the sky and so forth this is practical and so that, so they they gave up their worship of Indra they worshipped the hill and we talked about this at some length for weeks at a time and there's much to be said about that but in brief so then Krishna showed himself to be non-different than the hill non-different than Vrindavan so with that in mind, we consider the... Uh, it's just like in a, in the a secular world. Uh, I remember years ago, we were living in San Francisco. We had a temple there. Right across the street from us was a sports bar. And the football team in San Francisco was very popular at the time, and they were winning championships. And so on Sundays, when we had our Sunday program, across the street, they would be like celebrating as well. Hmm? And... Um, and so you couldn't avoid, you know, hearing about it and so forth. And they were happy in their own way. So, you know, after the game, they'd be blowing their horns and stuff, and, and we'd be blowing ours. <laughs> <laughs> and so on. And so then uh, and one day I had heard that they, or their practice field, somewhere they have a practice field, and that they were going to move and get a new practice field. And the practice field had artificial turf, Hmm? And so, they in order to help—I don't know—build a new practice field or something. They were selling square inches of the of the turf. Hmm? You know, people were buying, you know, to put on their wall and venerate and so forth. <laughs> something that so something like that is, a, is a, <laughs> the idea. Not such a foreign idea. <laughs> so, yeah, as, as, as he represents Krishna, then during the Janmashtami, we do this ba- Abhishek, the sacred bath with yogurt and ghee and honey and so forth and so many things. And so we'll, we'll do that for the for the Govardhan and for the Giraj. Mm. Everyone can observe and pay, take part in the sacred bath. And we'll be talking about it also, how it happens, how it takes place in the Leela and so forth. So, That's a real brief explanation. Anything else? I'm not going to say 49ers Kijai, That's the team. <laughs> <laughs> but so Sri see ki jaya Giraj Godan ki jaya Gaur Bhaktavrinda ki jaya Gaurpremananda Sri Krishna Janamastu Mahamotsaviti Kijai. ki